0: football 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 it's back well really it was just preseason and it was only the bears and ravens but i don't care good afternoon and welcome to the podcast I'm Nick Drago. Coming up, our football extravaganzas here, and we have a few guests today, including Joe Calabro from GoLocalProv.com, and my former co-host from our University of Hartford days, sports enthusiast Jorge Pajares. All that and more today, stay with us, folks. Sports, sports, sports starts now. Welcome one and all to the Sports 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 Podcast with me, your host, Nick Drago. For those of you joining me for the first time, our weekly episodes focus on recapping all of the news from the past week while looking ahead to the next. If you like what you hear, you can find the video version of this show on YouTube and the audio version on Apple Podcasts. For both of those, just search Sports 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 with Nick Drago. And hit that subscribe button now this is a special time of year my friends as the sport of football has officially returned now i should make a note here to our international fans that i'm not talking about your version of football i'm talking about good old gridiron american football so if you're expecting something else you're going to be disappointed now we have a number of guests today who want to share their opinions and feelings i have to say this is without a doubt the longest show we've ever done with most of our episodes totaling about mm, 20 to 30 minutes. So sit back and relax because the entire show is going to be about that foosball. Let's start breaking down the AFC division. Starting with the AFC North, I think we can all agree that the Cleveland Browns are still a laughing stock in this league, but slightly less so than last season, maybe. Seriously, you guys have to win at least one game with Baker Mayfield, aka their 24th starting QB in 14 years. They did make some big news, bringing in Tyrod Taylor, Jarvis Landry, Marius Randall, Carlos Hyde, Chris Hubbard, Chris Smith, TJ Carey, and EJ Gaines, but for a team that's only won a single game in that two-year span, it would I don't think that's going to be enough to get them more than four or five wins tops. What would be really intriguing, though, is if they actually convinced Des Bryant to come play for them, him and Josh Gordon would at least grab a few headlines. Bengals, they're continuing to step backwards. They kept the same playoff missing roster of the last two years. They continue to play with that small ball mindset and haven't been able to make the big plays that would get them more wins. I don't really see Andy Dalton turning this thing around, and honestly, he was almost run out of town after last season. Suspiciously, though, nobody is calling for Marvin Lewis's head just yet. Baltimore Ravens, well, they are old. Flacco, Suggs, Weedle, they're all over the age of 33. This team just doesn't look competitive enough to take on Pittsburgh. Now, of course, they will they tend to have a strong defense. They brought in RG3, which is like throwing oil on a small flame. He might not make the final roster, but unfortunately, he's all anybody can talk about at camp, even in the preseason game. And yes, we will get to the Hall of Fame game after our first break, so no worries, we'll talk about it. The only team competitive that's left in that division is the Steelers. Apparently, the team wants to extend Ben Roethlisberger, but there's no plans yet to extend levy on Bell. Bell's been holding out hardcore. I'm sure he's been staying in tip-top shape during this whole ordeal. Oh, no, never mind. He's been slapping booty out at the strip clubs. For Pittsburgh, it's a bad move if you let this guy go. They will regret it. And if you do end up keeping him, though, he pairs up well with Antonio Brown and the greatest name in the league, Juju Smith Schuster, create one of the league's most frightening offenses. Heading over to the AFC South. South. The Colts. Finally can breathe again with Andrew Luck taking snaps in training camp and kind of looking good You know the man they expected to be the next elite quarterback has not played in two years yet He's shaking that rust off. He's looking okay out there. The problem is we have no idea what will come in the regular season Will he return to form? Honestly, this team's success relies on him playing well if he doesn't or if he doesn't play at all That's it. They're done to be honest. I think they'll be better than expected, but that's because they have a fairly easy schedule. Texans, meanwhile, need J.J. Watt to stay healthy if they want to succeed. They did bring in some good players, Seneo uh, Seneo, uh, Kelumet, uh Zach Fulton, and Chantrell Henderson. It's hard, though, to trust Deshaun Watson's ACL, but before he went down, he did look pretty darn good last season. Tennessee is also moving in the right direction. A smart move for them, bringing in Malcolm Butler. Um, And they made the playoffs last season. And hey, Mariota's looking like a decent QB. I never thought I'd say this in all my years, though. But Jacksonville Jaguars, I think they're going to make some noise. They embarrassed the Steelers. They almost beat New England last year. This team looks good. They may have lost Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns, Mercedes Lewis. But the pickups of Dante Mongrief, Austin Safarian, Jenkins, and Niles Paul will soften that blow. Our hearts do go out, though, to Jalen Ramsey. He's mourning the death of his child. You know he's going to have some fire in his belly. Uh, Plus, they have Leonard Fournette, who is quickly becoming one of the top backs in the league, although according to Madden19, they do not agree with that based on his player rating. In the AFC West, everybody thought that the Raiders were the top team last year, but being bogged down by injuries completely changed the course of this organization. Don't get me wrong, John Gruden is a good guy, but he hasn't coached in nine years, and the 15 free agents they brought in are on average 29 years old time to face facts. This team doesn't have it. Derek Carr, Amari Cooper, Khalil Mack, are they enough to counteract all the rest of the problems? Probably not. The other team taking a step back is the Broncos, who are betting a whole lot on Case Keenum. Certainly an improvement over Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch, but this team's offense is going to continue to struggle. Defense took a hit with Talib leaving. Um, and, oh, and the other team, they're in the quarterback carousel as well. The Chiefs, they lost Alex Smith. They're going with Patrick Mahomes. Now, Andy Reid, he's had five straight winning seasons with Kansas City. I don't know if they're good enough for number one, though. And then you have the Chargers. They were 6-1 and one to end last season, so we know they can win. Mike Pouncey, Forrest Lamp, really going to help out on the offensive line. Plus, their pass rushing is phenomenal, thanks to Bosa and Ingram. Biggest issue is, though, squad lost Jason Verrett and Trevor Williams to injury. So their secondary is going to be weak. To be honest, I think this is the most difficult division to sort through. And ironically, the only one we haven't covered on the show until today. The injuries for LA, they just seem to be stopping me from picking them as the number one team in this division. But yeah, I think the Chargers could actually do it. As for the AFC East, um, I think we all know who's going to take that division. The Miami Dolphins, of course! No, I'm kidding. In Ryan Tannehill's dreams, maybe. No, it's the New England Patriots. They're the team to watch as usual. But while the team continues to be successful on the field, there are a lot of questions and concerns coming out of training camp. Joining me on the program today to discuss this further is Joe Calabro. He covers the Patriots for GoLocalProv.com in Providence, Rhode Island. How you doing, Joe?
1: Hey, Nick. It's great to be with you. Thanks for, thanks for having me on your, your podcast, Sports, Sports, Sports.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Any Anytime. So tell me, what's the biggest story right now coming
1: out of Patriots camp? Well, today obviously we taped this on a Wednesday. The biggest story today was that they cut Jordan Matthews, I saw the, that. The wide receiver. He had a hamstring injury. It's rumored, I think Ian Rapoport reported that it was could be serious and could be season, end, season ending. Excuse me. And so the Patriots cut him today. Uh, and so now their wide receiver depth is really, uh, really down. I know they they worked out Eric Decker. Um, earlier this week, obviously, you're familiar with Decker from his time in New York, with Denver, and I think he played for. Who's I can't think of who even he was played also for. Also
0: with the Titans last year.
1: Oh, yeah, that's correct. Yep. Um, so, you know, you guys are familiar with Decker, and you know, he said he said he's wanted to come to the Patriots. Um. So we'll see if that makes it, If he makes if make it happen now that they need him, but he, he worked out, and uh, you know, other injuries today. Sonny Michelle, the rookie running back, sorry that they drafted. He walked off the field with an injury today. I'm uh, not sure if it's serious or not. It could be just one of those cramp. Could it be a cramp. Uh, and then Marcus Cannon also got hurt, and he's he's a a left tackle prospect. Obviously, the Patriots are are short on left tackles because they let Nate Soldier go to the Giants mm-hmm. um, for a certain amount of money. Um, so that was a big loss for them. But I wasn't expecting them to pay Nate Soldier as much as the Giants did. But so now left tackle is a big question going into the season. Uh, and now Cannon got hurt today. Again, we're not sure the severity of the injury um, or if it's really a major injury at all. Um, but, you know, these injuries start to pile up early in, in training camp here. So now there's thoughts that, you know, the rest of the training camp could be uh, running, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of running plays because they don't have too many wide receivers to throw to because, I mean, <laughs> Matthews is gone. Edelman is suspended for the first four games. So throwing to him is kind of useless, right? And then uh, Kenny Britt, who the just brought over last year, Uh, He's banged up, and Malcolm Mitchell, um, who was a a rookie a couple years ago, two years ago, and and really came on strong as a rookie, he's been out. He's still out, and he was out all of last season, and there's thoughts that he could be done for the season again. And there's rumors and been – or not rumors, but reports that the Patriots have looked to shop him and and move on from him as well. And he he looked like he was going to be a stud receiver for the Patriots who don't do well with drafting receivers. Um, he was going to be the first one for, since Deion Branch probably. So, um, so, yeah, it's been a it's been a struggle here at the receiver position. A position that was already a major concern is now uh, again a bigger concern. But again, they worked out Eric Decker, who would be a pretty nice pickup. He's been a good player for his career. Um, so we'll see what we'll see what they do in the next couple of days here. But yeah, today was today was a injury injury day. It seemed like and, you know, it's too bad because I had high hopes for Jordan Matthews. That it was going to work out, but right. um, you know, obviously they thought otherwise. What's, but, your,
0: what's your take on Tom Brady right now? How's he looking out there?
1: Um, I didn't make it to camp today, but they okay. people said he looked rusty at times. He missed all of the almost all of the off-season training camp, uh, OTAs, whatever it is. He came to the mandatory ones. I always got them confused. <laughs> OTAs mandatory. OTAs.
0: <laughs> we'll like, figure it out one day.
1: What? <laughs> What are we doing? So, whatever one it was, <laughs> he he skipped the not mandatory OTs, and then he he came to the practices that he had to come to, and uh, he's looked rusty. He's missed some passes. Um, he you know, he'll you remember he has no chemistry with any of these receivers. Right, right. Other than Edelman, who again is suspended for the first four games, so he's useless to throw to him at this point. Um, and so you know he's look he looked rusty, but you know we're still weeks away from the season opener, so I'm. I'm sure he's gonna figure it out, um, but you know, there's people already starting to talk that you know the missing the time is missing the time has hurt him. So, you know, we'll we'll have to monitor that as we get closer. And I think the first preseason game is next week, and so we'll see if he if he plays. You know, we'll see how he looks and see where he's at with building chemistry with these guys that he's not really familiar with. So, you know, and he has Hogan, who's a, been a pretty good player for the Patriots, and other than that. I mean, they the
0: first, still have
1: Gronkowski. They still have, they still have Gronkowski, <laughs> but he's not—you know—technically call him a receiver. As all, well. you know. Yeah, so yeah, okay, that's fair. He's—he's a, he's a tight end, but if they only have they go into week one with Hogan and Gronkowski, <laughs> pretty easy cover. <laughs> that's kind of what it's looking like right now. So I mean, we'll see what happens. Obviously, it's still early. It's still the first, wait well, know, first almost week, full week of training camp. They right. started last Thursday, and now. Tomorrow will be, you know, for a full week, um, technically. So um, we'll see where they're at, uh, where they're at um, when the first preseason game comes. But right now, going to be a lot of new faces and it could be a lot of running,
0: <laughs> a lot of <laughs> hand. Not as much, not as much tossing from Brady, huh? I think I like the sound of that one.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the Sonny, Sonny Michel Michelle is a is a is a running back okay. who can catch out of the backfield. He's done it before. He's done it in college. And he's supposed, everyone said that he's going to be a stud. So my, my opinion was I hated the pick. I thought taking a running back in the first round was a complete waste. Because personally I really wanted them to take Lamar Jackson from the quarterback from Louisville. That would have really made training camp interesting. Um, Him competing with, you know, not necessarily competing with Brady, but someone to kind of give Brady a little kick, you know? Yeah. So that's what I wanted them to do. So I don't know why they took a running back, but Everyone said that this kid's supposed to be a stud. And so he's had shown some shown some flashes in camp. So far, he's definitely fast. Um, and so, you know, we'll see how they use him. They fill a the role that Deion Lewis left. That could be his role. They also have Burkhead, who can kind of catch out of the backfield as well. Problem is he can't stay healthy. And then they have James White, who's kind of Mr. Reliable at this point. Um, and then they have a bunch of other guys, a couple of guys that signed Jeremy Hill, I think he came over from Cincinnati. Uh, I believe that's correct. Um, mm-hmm. But I I don't think he's going to make the team. I was, I was surprised if he makes the team. And then they got the fullback in James Devlin, who is a local guy. He went to Brown University here in Rhode Island. So there's always love for him around here. Um, but he's not really a playmaker. He, he's more of a blocker. So there's a lot of questions with the Patriots. There's, there's a lot of tons of questions that receiver. more questions than there were a few days ago. And and running back, you know, it's kind of the position battle, the big position battle. See who's gonna, who's gonna be that number one guy, and who's gonna, you know, are they gonna get caught? They're gonna get traded, um, and who's gonna get the majority of the snaps? You would think. I mean, James White is locked in. I would imagine. I mean, if the Patriots never say never, but I would imagine yeah. he's locked in, and the other guys will. You know, we'll see where they, where they kind of fall here over the next couple of weeks. And again, you know the. First preseason game is always interesting, um, because you always see you see where guys out on the depth chart. You see who, you know who's kind of playing with the second stringers. And I mean, for example, one thing that I saw when I went on Saturday was the Patriots signed Jason McCourty, obviously Devin's brother.
0: Yeah. Jason
1: McCourty was was playing with the second teamers, who's in second second team <laughs> reps, which is never really a good sign. So I mean, with, it's, it's kind of one of those things like. Would Belichick really cut Devin McCourty's brother? But, I mean.
0: You never know first, with Belichick, though.
1: First, first first, week of camp, and you're playing with the second teamers. That's not really, <laughs> that's not really a good sign, in, in my fair opinion. Fair. I mean, you know, who knows? But yeah, well, they have their reasons for all this stuff. But maybe he's rehabbing an injury. Maybe he's, you know, earning the playbook slowly or something. I mean, you never really know. But I just thought that was quite interesting. Uh, you know, Jason McCordy. And he raps. So,
2: but oh, Joe, I'm
1: you a bit don't enjoy you talking. Oh,
0: hold on. Really? We got you back. You're back.
1: <laughs> oh, that was weird. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't funny. lose you on my. Um, oh, the magic really of technology.
0: Um. So, you know, we mentioned Belichick a little bit. How do you feel about all the controversies right now coming out of camp between Belichick, the Crafts, Tom Brady?
1: Think there's some legitimacy to those stories? Yeah, of course. It's all that's illegitimate. I mean, everyone blasted that ESPN article that was released last year. I think that was released just before the playoffs started or the week yeah. of the playoffs, whatever it was. And uh everyone was blasting all the Patriots fans were blasting it. And I mean, maybe it was a little bit exaggerated. I think some of the stuff uh probably wasn't really true. Like they said that one of the things they said was Brady, you know, got Brandon Cooks injured. Or no, excuse me, got Hogan injured on a play and something like that. And then when you watch the play, and it's like okay, that was the read he made it was actually the right read if you watched the play and, and break it down. So I thought that was kind of that was kind of silly. Um but the rest of it I think it is in some true. I think that Belichick really wanted to keep Garoppolo. There was reports last week that he had been texting Garoppolo after all of the wins with the San Francisco 49ers. After he trained Garoppolo, he did Conference call with the media here. He said that he talked to Jimmy. You know, every every week they met once a week to talk about you know the game and everything, which you never hear anybody do with a backup quarterback. And so I think Belichick saw Garoppolo and thought he was kind of the next guy. He I think he saw you know another ten years or so, maybe another one or two championships. I mean, you never know what championships. So I want to you know yeah. overstate it, but that's what he, I'm saying. Well, you know what he probably saw, and then he saw at 41 he said okay well I, I think I think belichick would have made the move to trade Tom Brady but the craft said no 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 we're, we're not trading
0: you our think, fr- franchise quarterback Tom Brady.
1: That. i I think if you got the right offer i think you got okay. that been I mean there are um, a lot
0: of desperate teams out there for quarterbacks so I, I suppose somebody could have come along with something lucrative
1: with Belichick, he, why he's done it before. He traded Richard Seymour. He yeah. traded Lawyer Malloy. Yeah. Back in the day, and all these guys were big time pieces back then. He cut Ty Law. Ty Law ended up finishing his career uh, with the was it with the Jets or Kansas City? I think he, I think it was Kansas City, but nonetheless. Kansas yeah. City, yeah. He did finish as a Patriot. So you know, <laughs> um, he traded Randy Moss in the middle of the season. Right. And 2010, now Randy Moss was giving them problems and. He had his own issues as as we all know, so I'm not, you know, saying that was the wrong move. It was the right move. We traded Randy Moss who brought back Deion Branch, who's one of Brady's best friends, and it ended up working out, obviously. Yeah. But he didn't make the move in the middle of the season. And so these guys do these things. You see this stuff all the time in any sport. These these trades happen. And you know, we think of it as as fans, we're we're sentimental to everything, right? We're <laughs> of sentimental course. you know, to Brady and to you know Belichick and you know whoever, whatever sport, you know the you know Larry Bird is got sentimental is you know sentimental around here for, for, Celtics fans and he, obviously he should be all this stuff. But these guys look at it as a business, and that's the one thing you 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 realize when you cover these teams and really cover them is like, it's really a business. There's no, you know, thanks for everything you did and yada yada yada, goodbye. <laughs> we're we're moving on because you're forty one. <laughs> and this kid is 20-something, and we have a chance to extend the dynasty. So I think there was a chance. I'm not saying he definitely would have done it. Obviously, the offer had to be there, and, you know, or maybe they would have worked out a deal where, you know, Brady would have retired or stayed one or two more years, and would have retired, and kind of, you know, kind of that semi-retirement, semi we're kicking you out type of thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you see a lot. You know, so maybe they would have worked something like that out, uh, or, you know, whatever the case may have been. But I think Belichick would would have considered it if the offer was there, and I think he really liked Jimmy Garoppolo, um, and so, uh, so that's still going on. The Malcolm Butler thing is still a story. Why he, why he benched Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl? Right. People still answers we never got an answer for that. Now Malcolm Butler has handled it pretty well, um, given the circumstances. He's talked out in Tennessee, and you know he said everything's good between him and Belichick, and etc. etc. So, but Belichick was asked in his first press conference of training camp, he, he was asked. By a reporter for the Boston Globe. Why did you bench Malcolm Ballard in the Super Bowl? And he basically said that we're on to twenty eighteen. So um <laughs> he won't
0: touch answer, that subject.
1: He's not gonna answer the question, but hopefully people keep asking to a certain extent. So there's that's still going on. Then the whole Brady thing um still going on. Um Belichick was asked about Brady coming showing up to camp early, as right. Brady reported on Monday. But Belichick said, uh, "Well, he showed up when he was supposed to show up because all qu- quarterbacks, injured reserve players, are supposed to show up the Monday before, before camp. So, so he didn't give any pretty any credit for showing up early. In fact, Belichick said he didn't show up early.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so, so that was kind of interesting. And then um, Brady was asked about Brady was asked in his press conference on Saturday. Brady spoke this past Saturday uh, for the first time in training camp, and he was asked uh, his thoughts on the whole Belichick." You know, controversy and everything, and he, he said, "You know, his thoughts on Bill Belichick." He said, "Quote: I have no thoughts." <laughs> <laughs> That's all he said. So I'm not sure how he have no thoughts on somebody that you've been with for. Yeah, years, whatever it is, but so by saying by saying nothing, he actually said a lot in that in that statement. So it's pretty fascinating. It's it'll be interesting to see this season. Happen. So they, they struggle at times. They you know go on a two or three and losing streak. But it'd be interesting to see how they respond uh, to to Belichick, especially the older guys that have been there, uh, or you know, and then they rub off on the new guys. So you know it's going to be interesting uh, to see in a couple of weeks. I mean, Hightower's back. The defense still is terrible. I mean, Hightower is back, but okay, we'll at some point. Um, and then you know, cornerback. You have Stephen Gilmore, Stefan Gilmore, who. Decent at the end of the season, but he was useless for the first first half of the season. This year, you can't he can't afford to do that because he's the only guy. So, but I also think I wonder if teams are just going to throw away from him, just throw to yeah. the three other quarterbacks that are mediocre. N- <laughs> you know, I mean,
0: even with all the controversies, Joe, I always feel like the Patriots they do better when this type of stuff comes up. I don't know if you feel the same I- way, but.
1: Oh, they have, well, they have, they, they have. I mean, you look at that when that ESPN story came out last year and yeah. they, they, they ripped off a, a Super Bowl run and they were a Tom Brady fumble away from, from possibly coming storming down the field and, and beating yeah. the Eagles. Because yeah. if you watch that game, they, they couldn't stop the Eagles and the Eagles couldn't stop them, especially in the second half. So, and you know, and the, the Eagles made a great defensive play, so obviously you're giving credit, but mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's one of those things. They're also a, Potential Malcolm Butler benching away from winning that game because all they needed was one stop. And you, yep. you got to believe that Butler could have made one, at least one of those tackles or made a play or something. I mean, never say never, but you know, you can always play the what if game, so of course, of course. <laughs> so <laughs> forever. If
0: you, so if the of those Patriots three. are still number one. Who's number two then in the AFC East?
1: In the AFC East, they gotta be Buffalo, right? I mean, they gotta, they made the playoffs last year, even though they kind of. Wait an egg of sorts against, them. um. But they got to be number two, you imagine. But again, it's Buffalo. They can,
0: it can you be know. Anything, <laughs> honestly, definitely not the Jets. Are you sure?
1: <laughs> uh, Typically, Jets. I thought, like, I. I mean, we, we had a pre-show chat the day, you know, Tuesday yeah. night before we did this show, and I, you talked about, you know, I thought the Jets, Josh McCown probably deserved two to three more wins than he had last year. And now maybe, maybe that puts them in the playoffs. I don't, I don't remember. But it puts them there. It puts um, them close. Let's see. Yeah. They, they
0: oh. probably still would have missed the playoffs, but they would have had an even record. Yeah. So.
1: Well, and now, you know, they are... I don't know who they signed this year. I think I think they should play Sam Donald. If I they think should... they
0: should, too. Apparently, he's been looking good in camp. He's been making some yeah. big plays. You know, it's the receivers that are letting him down, but... Um... You know, he's got to build a little bit more of a rapport with some of their, their receiving
1: core. Yeah, that'll, that'll come, but it'll be interesting to see how they do. And then um, Miami, they got Danny Amendola. But, I, mean,
0: I think that's the West. only guy they brought in. I mean, they, they lost, uh, they lose Landry, they lost Sue, they lost Pouncey. Miami lost a lot this offseason.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're Ryan Tannehill, who I don't have tons of confidence in. I know no, not at all. <laughs> his career, I guess.
0: I think they're worse with Tannehill. <laughs>
1: starting yeah. for
0: them, but maybe that's just my opinion.
1: Yeah, so, you know, but they're not going to be able to get Danny Emmett gold. So he'll have fun. But hey, making $6 million, he's living on <laughs> yeah. South Beach. Well, life, could, life could be worse for him. That's I'm weird. sure.
0: There's, um, there's going to be no pressure on him being in Miami because you
1: know it's, it's going to be on everybody else. There's no pressure in Miami. Yeah, no <laughs> don't worry. So. The stadium is empty <laughs> except when the Patriots go down there. Then the stadium is full. <laughs> of course, all the
0: retirees <laughs> from, from Massachusetts.
1: <laughs> oh, so, but no, it's going to be an interesting rest of the training camp here in New England, and I'm yeah. sure across the league as well. I know, you know, you guys are in New York, so I know the Giants are making some waves uh Eli's back and Saquon Broccoli's look pretty good, good from everything pick, I've yeah. really. um so you know that'll be interesting to see how they do if they can they can get back to you know be competitive in that division um uh, and then uh, across the league I mean I think LA Rams are, are favorites everyone loves loves to talk to, to potentially see them and the win something mm-hmm. uh and I think the funny story is John Gruden in Oakland <laughs>
0: You know, I, I was just thinking about that today. The guy hasn't coached in, what, nine years, right?
1: right well, something like that, at yeah. least. Something and like so now he's, now he's in Oakland, and we're going to find out real quick if the game is passing by or not. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, 15, they signed 15 free agents. Every one of them was 29 years old and up. They're an older team right now in Oakland.
1: Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. But... Yeah.
0: All right. Well, Joe, I appreciate you joining us today. Um, you know, thanks for thanks for stopping by.
1: No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Good luck with your, uh, good luck with your podcast.
0: <laughs> thanks, you. Yeah. Remember, you can catch Joe Calabro at golocalprov.com. Okay, I want to take a brief break before we get into the NFC. Still to come, though, is Jorge Bajares. He's going to give us his take on the playoffs, so don't fall asleep yet. Sports, sports, sports. We'll be right back.
1: Trey Burton, who throws caught, falls, touchdown.
0: Hey, how's your summer going? Little slow at work? Hey, I get it. Times are tough. Maybe what your business needs is a good kick butt advertisement. Guess what? I can provide that for you for free yeah you're hearing that right the sports 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 podcast with nick drago is looking for folks that want their message on the air and guess what it's not going to cost you a dime want to know more simple just email us sports 3x at gmail.com again that's sports 3x at gmail.com all right i know you want to get back to the show so that's all i have to say for now take it away nick To the court
2: with archie the Aquino mid Gives it to chickens for the
0: championship. The at the now, will you? that the preseason doesn't mean anything and honestly yeah it has little effect on the regular season this is where teams are made did anyone else tune into the first game on thursday bears and ravens not much of a premier matchup but i'll gladly take it as first bit of action this year as i said the big storylines have been rg3 on the ravens and that did not disappoint neither did the other potential uh, backup and future qb lamar jackson Griffin, he was emotional after throwing 58 yards and a touchdown and an interception. Uh, He's been out of the league for over a year. Surprisingly, though, the Bears didn't play any of their top guys, including second-year QB Mitch Trubisky, who could honestly use the extra game-time experience. Matt Nagy, he also chose to bench Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, Allen Robinson, Kevin White, Anthony Miller, and Taylor Gabriel. Granted, he's probably just playing it safe, but this team needs to get better, and a few downs isn't going to hurt. Ravens, they walked away from this one with a 17-16 victory. Both teams return to action on August 9th. Now, while we're on the subject of the Bears, let's talk about them and the rest of the NFC North. We sort of already know this team's going to be in last place in the division, but honestly, I don't think it's going to be by much. Matt Nagy's making some smart moves, keeping the last year's defensive staff together that allowed the Bears to be ranked 10th in the season. QB Mitch Trubisky doesn't exactly look like a stud, but at least love Allen Robbins and Taylor Gabriel and Trey Burton to make him look good. On top of that, this squad plays the Rams, Patriots, Seahawks, along with the Vikings and Packers twice. That alone is going to account for seven games. I think it's safe to say, though, the Detroit Lions, they can fall back below the Bears as well. Matt Patricia, he's getting a lot of praise, although, frankly, I found the move to be a bit head-scratching for both parties. Unfortunately, this team just has too many problems, including running back situation, because LeBla- Garrett Blunt cannot do it all, and Patricia should know that from his time in New England. Now, they also have a tough schedule that includes the same team as the Bears, but also the Dallas Cowboys and back-to-back Vikings Packers to end the season. For the number two team in the division, I'm going with the Packers. They're gonna be going backwards a little bit this year. They still really haven't hammered down Rodgers' future with the club, and then they lost Jack Ryan for the season. Picking up Jimmy Graham, Muhammad Wilkerson, that's huge. Aaron Rodgers, he looks healthy. Vikings though, they got the NFL's top defense, and then yet added Sheldon Richardson and got even better. Then they, add, they took their three capable quarterback arms and replaced him for an upgrade once again, getting Kirk Cousins. He's coming off three straight 4,000-yard seasons. On paper, the Vikings are the no-brainer pick, so I'm going with them at number one. But do not count out Aaron Rodgers in the pack. They can easily slide into the top spot. Now, looking at the NFC South, which is by far the most competitive in my opinion, let's start with my last place pick once again. The Panthers fail to bring in anyone of value to play alongside Cam Newton. Yes, the offense does have Christian McCaffrey, they have Greg Olson, they have Devin Funchess, um, and Curtis Samuel, but let's be real, not much has really changed here except for the hiring of North Turner at our offensive coordinator. I'm just not seeing it. Now, I actually liked the moves made by Tampa Bay, adding the half-handed wonder JPP with Vinnie Curry and Bo Allen really bolsters the defense. They will, however, be without Winston to start the season against the Saints, Eagles, and Steelers. So we'll see if Ryan Fitzpatrick can once again be up to the task. For the Saints, this team go is going to be good and likely in the playoffs, but they haven't done much either since the Minnesota Miracle this past winter. They have a lot of injuries at receiver, prompting them to bring in Michael Floyd, Brandon Tate. And that was earlier this week. They could take the division, but my money's on the Falcons. Mac Ryan, they got Julio Jones, Devante Friedman, Gary Jarrett, Deion Jones, and Keanu Neal. This team, they're still hungry after they lost to the Patriots two years ago in the Super Bowl, so gotta go with the Falcons. Now, in the NFC East, armed with a new quarterback, Washington fans will probably be excited, but make no mistake, Alex Smith is a downgrade from Kirk Cousins. Early rumblings from camp suggest that he's connecting well with their new offensive piece, Paul Richardson, and slot receiver Jameson Crowder, but I don't see this team getting better than the Cowboys, Eagles, and Giants. In the first half of the season, they played Packers, Saints, Panthers, Cowboys, Giants, and Falcons all in a row, so yeah, last place NFC East right here. Giants, they got a huge break in drafting Saquon Barkley. More importantly, though, to note is Eli and Odell are looking like their old selves again. And it's hard to say if that's going to be enough to get past America's team or the defending champs. But Odell, he's likely going to extend his contract with the Giants, so fans at least can breathe about that for a little bit. I think New York will show improvement, but they aren't a legitimate contender. Looking at the Cowboys, this offensive line has been the biggest question mark of the year, but that isn't the case anymore. O-line coach Paul Alexander is keeping these guys in shape. They have La'El Collins, they have Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Travis Frederick. That should at least protect Dak and Zeke all season, as long as everybody stays healthy. Plus, you have the return of Randy Gregory on defense. Now, I don't think they had as good of an offseason as the Eagles though. Philly basically kept their entire squad together including Nick Foles. Now that's important in case Cartson Wentz wants to be injured yet again. Can they repeat? Probably not. It's been about 15 years since the last time that's happened and unlike other sports it's incredibly rare in football. On top of that though this is not meant to be a shot at anybody else or take away anything from the Eagles but Last year was kind of a bizarre season. A lot of the usual contenders were looking uncharacteristically sloppy, and that includes the New England Patriots. At certain points, we'll talk about this though a little further in the show. Now, while I found I found that the NFC West has been one of the most competitive over the last few years, I'm gonna skim over this one for for two reasons. One. I talked about it on last week's show and I really don't want to bore my friends with my friend, my friends. Well, my fans are my friends, but I don't want to bore my fans with repetitive content like a certain sports news network that we won't name. Uh, The other reason, though, is I want to plug my newest segment, Sports 3X Shorts. Basically, I'm taking clips from each podcast and putting them on our YouTube channel in smaller videos. My take on the NFC West was one of the most popular clips. So if you want to hear my take, just go to the search bar on YouTube and type in Sports 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 with Nick Drago to find all of our YouTube content, including new episodes of the show. In short, though... I think the Cardinals haven't done enough to win it, even with Bradford and Rosen leading the charge. Seahawks are the dynasty that never was with the dismantling of the Legion of Boom. The 49ers could be a contender with Jimmy G very shortly. And of course, the Rams brought in some prime talent to make themselves a favorite. Now, if only the Rams can get fans in the seats. All right, we've gone through all the divisions. We have our next guest, Jorge Bahares. He's here to talk about his picks for, for some of those divisions, and the Super Bowl. Jorge, he's a football enthusiast and my former co-host on various sports programs during our time at the University of Hartford. All right, Jorge, thanks for joining us today. How you doing, man?
2: Thanks, Nick, for having me. So excited to be on your podcast. Been a huge fan since the beginning.
0: <laughs> so who do you think is going to win um, going through some of the divisions this year? Who are the teams that you're really looking for right now?
2: Well, on the AFC side, I I want to go with the Patriots, of course, only of course. because they 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 just came from the Super Bowl. They are the favorites, but there's a key here that we haven't seen in a long time. Andrew Luck is healthy and he's throwing a football again, and that is exciting enough. Just he doesn't even need to get hit yet. He's he's throwing he's throwing the ball, and he looks like. He's walking in can ah, it's exciting stuff for Indianapolis. I'm excited for the Colts. I don't think under Andrew Luck, they've gone under ten wins. So I expect them to go eleven and five, win the division. Depending on how Big Ben feels about retiring and how he feels about this season, they might get the, the two seed and get home home field behind New England and I think Andrew Luck might have a breakout year this year. Comeback Player of the Year, guaranteed.
0: Wow. wow. Okay, wow. that's that's some big words there. <laughs> <clears throat> so do you think it's going to be Patriots and, and Colts? I, definitely, I definitely
2: think it's going to be Patriots, Colts, in the AFC Championship game okay. with properly inflated balls this time. <laughs> a Patriots will find there. another way to
0: get past them.
2: <laughs> they have to. They have to. But uh, – uh, uh, this time around though i think Andrew luck although he's going to make the AFC championship game i do see the patriots advancing to another super bowl they're just they're 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 just they're 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 dominating that that conference right now and i would say the steelers would would be their uh, toughest opponent but i say the colts only because again andrew luck's back their defense should be more motivated because Andrew Luck coming back is just gonna motivate that whole team to play a lot better than it has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Jagobi Prissett, while he did learn under Tom Brady like Jimmy G did, he's not as talented as Garoppolo. And I don't think and I think the Colts realize that, that they got the wrong quarterback end. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're gonna be a lot more motivated that their leaders back. And they're gonna be oh so close to beating the Patriots. But it's gonna be fun. Because Andrew Luck's back, and now new rivalries is brewing in the AFC.
0: So if you have the Colts back on top, then where does that leave the Jaguars?
2: I think they'll be a wild card team. Okay. But I don't see – it's the Blake Bortles effect. (laughs) And I think think that Blake Bortles is going to come to bite them. And I think them not taking a quarterback in this year's draft and extending Bortles is really going to hurt them. Their defense is rock solid, but I don't see them running the ball 90% of the time on Leonard Fournette. And Chris Ivory barely got any burn in the playoffs this year. So that clearly backfired on the Jaguars' coaching staff. And it's just going to be too much for Leonard Fournette to bear. Blake Bortles can't be trusted with the ball in his hand. And for that, I think they're going to have a a drop-off. And not to mention, they did get – swept by the Titans, the Titans should be better this year. Not not good enough to make the playoffs, but better to be able to beat the uh, the Jaguars. Deshaun Watson is back as well for Houston, but I don't think they have an offense good enough to get them some wins. So that whole division is, once Andrew Luck's back, I think that whole division's going to shift, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the Jaguars are just going to be kicking themselves for giving Blake Bortles a, a contract extension while – Houston and Tennessee continue to improve. That's fair.
0: Um, we kind of glossed over the, the Steelers a little bit, but do you see Le'Veon Bell still suiting up for Pittsburgh this year, or is he going to be hanging out at those strip clubs forever?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's. I think he might suit up late in the season, around okay. maybe week three. I think it's going to be. I think he's serious about this holdout now, and whether he may like it or not, the Jets may have the money to pay them this time around, especially, yeah. after, <laughs> especially after what he said. said I, I believe the quote was, they'd have to pay me $50 million to go over to play for the Jets, and the Jets will have well over $50 million. Yeah, in they can totally make that work. <laughs> they can totally give them fully guaranteed We'll give you the Kirk Cousins contract for a running back. It'll be great.
0: <laughs> I mean, they gave t- Sam Darnold a $20 million sign-on bonus. I think they could sign yes. so. this guy for, Just for $50 give million.
2: give everyone guaranteed money. They, they have all the salary cap. <laughs>
0: what do you have for the NFC, Jorge?
2: The NFC, I really like Jimmy G in San really? Francisco. Okay. But... I'm a bigger fan of that Los Angeles Rams team. Mm-hmm. And that team as a whole, the moves they made, I think will definitely uh, move them in the right direction. At least they got playoff experience last year. So now the team knows what it takes to make it to that stage. And now they've added veteran pieces on defense. They retained some offensive players. I think, who who was their, the, the receiver that slips my mind, that they traded for, I believe, was it Sammy Watkins? Who, the, the
0: Rams? the Rams
2: traded for?
0: Uh, you know, I don't remember I off the top it, of my head. I mind. believe it
2: was, but um, I think keeping their main offensive weapons intact and together mm-hmm. and bringing in some veteran leaders on defense is definitely going to help them a lot. I see them repeating as NFC West champions, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I see them going farther into the playoffs i don't think kirk cousins is going to improve the vikings that much right Right. uh, especially now that they lost their offensive coordinator i believe uh yes i believe minnesota did lose their offensive coordinator Mm -hmm. to philadelphia Mm -hmm. yes
0: Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Um, but that that's gonna hurt and even though they do have a lot of their main offensive pieces intact uh signed through 2020 I just don't think Kirk Cousins is going to be that big of a difference that everyone is claiming to be. I think he was really overhyped in, Red, in the Redskins organization. I think he was more of a Gruden, uh, more of a, a, a factor of Gruden's offense and Kyle Shanahan's offense. Right. That's where right. he really excelled. And when Shanahan left, you saw him struggle. So I think they're, they might bite themselves in the, in the back for it.
0: Hey, I'm losing you a little bit here. You seem to have cut out. Yes. Oh. oh. No, you're back. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, that's all good. All right.
2: Back. <laughs> so, sorry so, about that. But. So who
0: do you see making it to the Super Bowl then from the NFC? Well,
2: I have Philly and L.A. in the NFC Championship game. Okay. Because I do like Philly and them keeping their defense together, but Carson Wentz, He's going to go back to that MVP level of play, and I don't see Nick Foles coming back in. I actually might think they trade Nick Foles uh, during the trade deadline, just pushing all their chips in on Carson Wentz. Just try to repeat as Super Bowl champs. Mm
0: -hmm. So you think it's going to be Patriots and Eagles part two?
2: Yeah, it very well could be. I just don't see any other teams that can upset them right now, especially in the AFC uh, we went over through the the Sears and the Colts but the NFC I think I've, is too young and Philly right now I think they're gonna embrace the expectations because last year they embraced the underdog and now they know they're on top and I think they're gonna stay on top for at least one more year
0: mm-hmm. yeah I mean being in Philly I think you know everybody's still on this high from from the Eagles winning the Super Bowl uh, you know whether or not they they repeat, or even make it back to the game it is it's hard to say at this point, but it's not impossible. The Patriots have yeah. done it. Seattle went, you know, to back-to-back Super Bowls. Um, you know, I, I could absolutely
2: see Philly making it back there. So, you
0: know, I, I yeah, okay, all right. I like where your head yeah. is at.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's going to be tougher, obviously, because the East is a lot better the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, adding Saquon Barkley to their offense yeah. are going to be a lot more explosive, because that's the one position that they've always needed to succeed
0: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. is uh the running back position. When they've won those Super Bowls, they've had Brandon Jacobs and Melo Bradshaw, and that real players like the that running back position really helps the Giants yeah. uh, succeed. Yeah. My one and problem that with it. the
0: Giants is that they only have one receiver, though outside of yes. Odell Beckham, it, it, and we saw it last year when he goes down, that's it. Like he went down, Shepard went down. Who, who's their their uh, third receiver? I can't remember. But either way, I yeah, mean, and, in one uh, or two games, they lost everybody.
2: Yeah, you know? and it's and that that's the big problem with and that that they're hoping that it'll be the Odell and Barkley show, and they won't have to worry yeah. about the other receivers. And I believe they're tied in uh, Ingram, yep. Alvin. Alvin yep. Ingram, yes. I think he might make big strides, but again, you can't rely on one or two offensive players to go. Especially if, if Eli Manning uh, has one of those seasons that he seems to always have every other year, where he just throws more interceptions and touchdowns for whatever reason. Yep. Yeah. And it's it's going to be tough with the Giants, especially with Dallas. Uh, Looking to improve. Philly, obviously, coming off the Super Bowl. Washington now a little more motivated with Alex Smith. That whole division is going to be tough, but mm-hmm. I still see mm-hmm. Philly going out on top. And the NFC West, I, I, I say I like Jimmy G, but I think he still needs more reps under center as a full regular season starter. He had a nice run at the end of last year after he, he got his first start, but I don't see San Francisco competing with LA. In Arizona there's just maybe a small. Seattle
0: sample size on Jimmy yes. G it's hard to trust him at this point
2: and it, it is tough because that that team is also very young mm-hmm. because that that really was it was an attempt at a rebuild it was a quick mm-hmm. rebuild now that they have Jimmy Garoppolo on board but they really wanted to, to slowly put some pieces together so I think in the future San Francisco is going to be a team to be trifled with Mm -hmm. but this year i think they'll be improved but not enough to make the playoffs and make a big run and arizona they, they have josh they have josh rosen and they have sam bradford but they're really looking to just rebuild retool uh develop josh rosen as much as possible mm-hmm. I, I they know they don't want sam bradford starting oh. under center week one they want a full 16 games of josh rosen under center just to see what he can do if they can make the playoffs i don't see it but if they can perfect the young every young player needs that playoff experience even if they're knocked out in the wild card round they they need that level of okay this is what the playoffs is all about i just don't see that happening for arizona
0: yeah,
2: So yeah. I, I see L.A. in that regard. NFC North we just glossed over. But I don't see either Minnesota or Green Bay making that big of a splash. There's been reports earlier this year that come out saying Aaron Rodgers isn't a good leader. So I feel that bubble is just about to explode, especially if Aaron Rodgers doesn't get the contract extension that he's looking for. Then that you may see that whole team just blow up and mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. might be traded or, or free, a free agent this coming summer or next summer, excuse me, or spring. <laughs> uh, but it's it's going to be tough for, for that whole team. Chicago's still rebuilding, so they're not going go to go anywhere. Yeah. As long as they can build build up Mitch Trubisky, build a team around him, that's all their focus is. They're not focused on trying to make a playoff run they, they'll they be happy going two three wins as long as Mitchell Trubisky shows improvement yeah. the offense yeah. shows improvement that's all they care about and Detroit may be the odd seat out they may have a winning record but it's obviously going to be good enough being in a division with Aaron Rodgers and the Minnesota Vikings defense Matt Patricia may improve the defense but It's not the defense that needs improvement in Detroit, it's Matt Stafford and that offense that needs to come in clutch at the end of quarters, at the end of the fourth quarter, that will help that that team improve. While I like Matt Patricia as a head coach, I don't think he was the right hire for Detroit. Mm -hmm. And the defense can improve, but it's Matt Stafford and that offense that needs the real improvement. And I don't think that's going to happen. Not this year, at least.
0: Yeah. All right, Jorge. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. That's all the time we have right now for you. But, um, you know, thanks for coming out, giving us some picks, and we'll definitely be revisiting them throughout the year.
2: Oh, for sure. Thanks for having me, Nick.
0: Absolutely. All right, man.
2: All right, take care.
0: Okay, we're taking our last commercial break. Still to come though, we're gonna wrap up the show, talk about some big games that you're gonna wanna watch this coming week. Stay tuned, we have a bit more show to cover, and we'll be right back. Is your shower too hot? Wish it was a little bit cooler. Well, now you can make it that way with shower cubes. They're ice cubes for your shower. Okay, that's a pretty bad advertisement. You know what would work better here, though? Your own ad. Nick Drago here again, offering you a piece of the action right here on the Sports 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 Podcast. Best part is that it can be anything you want it to be. No, wait, that's not the best part. How could I forget the best part? The best part is I'm offering advertisement for free. That's free ad space. So if you have a product you want me to endorse, please email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. It will not cost you a dime. I'll be waiting patiently at my computer.
2: Here's the 0-1. This is going to
0: be a tough play. Okay, now for that special time of the show where I read emails and comments from the fans that love us so much. Two great comments coming in this week. One from the superfan Mary Kay Albert, who stated that while she and her husband are diehard Giants fans, they're going to walk away if the players take a knee. That sentiment was seconded by Wayne Bermilo, who's already to abandon his beloved Vikings. Superfan Jamie Grum, the young gun, regrets not being on the show today, but stands by his previous statement that the Eagles are going to repeat as champions. If you'd like to get a shout-out on the program, you can email us sports3xpodcast at gmail.com or comment on our many social media posts. We love our fans, so please don't hesitate. Show your support. Special thanks, as usual, to the content editor of our program, Johanna Albert. She also designed the logo for her show, which I think is really inviting, and I love her so much because we are engaged. Music for the show is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. Lots of shout-outs going out this week, so brace yourself. Thanks to Joe Calabro and Jorge Pajares for being on the show. Remember, you can find Joe at golocalprov.com. Thanks to our social media warriors, Mary Kay Albert and Lori Drago, for sharing us on their pages. Also, Mary Kay left us a nice comment, along with the Young Gun, Jamie Grum, and Wayne Bermilo. Mike Kobe farr and Graham Audio both found us on SoundCloud. On Facebook, shout out to Marcus Tedesco, Fernando de Jesus Calderanas, Jing, I'm sorry, Ging, Gingo, Walter Weatherly, Victor Camacho, Armando Fernandez, Carlos Torres, M.D.O.G. Gaza, Curtis Bynum, Ernesto Testani, Terence Fab Lipsner, Conrado Rodriguez Jr., John Cassiotis, Errol Shavern Peter December, who, by the way, liked basically everything on our page. So thanks, Peter. There's also Tony Rosado, Jorge Figueroa, and Wander Morrell. Now, I'm not done yet. Thank you to John Karam, Shelby Irwin, uh, Emily Furch, Stephen Dennis, Nathan Luffman, Terry Rampone, John Asaro, Tawny Mo Kim Burke, Rachel Cohn, Jason Coons, Jesse Rines, and Chrissy DeRosa. Our Twitter page, they have a few new followers, Man and the Bangin' Awesome Sportswear Company diamond hall new phillies nation well tory silva troy silva sr and bill if you want your name on the show our twitter account is at sports 3 xpodcast podcast or you can find our youtube and facebook channels just search sports 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 with nick drago coming up this week battle for pa as the steelers and eagles face off that should be a fun one thursday also saints and jaguars friday night my beloved jets play the falcons so let's see how many tears i have that night Don't worry, baseball fans. We will go back and talk about you next week, especially with some great divisional matchups, including the Astros and Mariners along with the Dodgers and Rockies, that's next weekend. Unfortunately, this is all the time I have for today. Believe me, our usual shows are much shorter than this. Remember to like, comment, share, follow us on, uh, follow us, email us, Twitter us, and scream from the mountaintops how much you love sports, sports, sports. Find us on Apple Podcasts and YouTube by typing sports, sports, sports with Nick Drago in the search bar. Now, if you'll excuse me, I think I have hand, foot, mouth disease. That's what I get for hanging out with Noah Syndergaard. I think I'm gonna need that special Mets counseling everybody's been talking about. Thanks for stopping by friends. See you all next week.